Podcast number 38, Faith and the Five-Talent Person. Now, faith and its sister emotion, hope, have always been troublesome for me with mental illness. I understand the concepts and what they should produce as far as testimony and spiritual development, but I've often struggled with what they are to me personally. Now, we know that faith is what motivates action in all intelligent beings, meaning beings that can choose good and evil. Hope is a desire for an expected outcome, and normally we want that expected outcome to be good for us. Both are actually requirements of the gospel, and both represent some of the very foundational principles by which we are to live the gospel. Often in the church, faith and faith in God or faith in the Savior are actually synonymous with each other. If we mention faith in a church context, we mean faith in Christ, meaning that our testimony of a living Christ motivates all of our actions based on the teachings that we understand from him. However, if you look broadly at faith, we actually can have faith in all kinds of things. Faith is simply a motivational force. It is the reason, determination, your desire behind all action in intelligent beings, which is to say that when we act, we have faith that motivates our actions and hope that the action will bring our desired outcome. We can have faith that a diet will cause us to lose weight. The diet's still required, but it is the faith that keeps us true to the diet. We have faith that going to work will bring us some financial stability. Now, there doesn't have to be just a singular reason for a singular faith for action or a singular reason. I can have faith that I'll get paid by my work and also that I might receive accolades or praise for my job performance. And I can have faith that it'll support my family. So sometimes our faith can look, and sometimes our faith can even look true, but actually be the entire opposite. Thus, the warning scripture that states, you should do alms unto the poor, but take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of men. The final notation in this scriptural set regarding this scripture is that you will ultimately get what you're looking for. If you want to be seen of men, then there is no reason for the Lord to give you a reward. You got what you wanted. Now, the Lord cares very much for both the action and the reason behind the action. This is where life becomes difficult for someone who suffers with an illness that affects the motivational forces of the body. For someone who battles the reason for my actions on a regular basis, but all without feeling the desire to do them, much less to do them for a good reason, faith with good intentions and proper motivations is actually quite difficult for somebody with mental illness. Now, you don't need a mental illness to have trouble corralling your desires into the faith in Christ arena. But but anyone who does battle mentally understands how difficult it can be sometimes just to go to church or read the scriptures, much less for all the right reasons. For me, and I suppose for most people who suffer, we often mask what's going on inside of us. And our real intentions are often not in alignment with what we are doing. We know that we should be acting in accordance with certain principles and we should be feeling a certain way. So we do. Sometimes we act quite contrary to what we feel. So for me, I have often wondered how valuable it is for me to perform in particular ways, at least spiritual ways, without really having any faith in what I'm doing, at least in a sense of faith in Christ. Now I say without any faith, and that's probably not accurate for the most part. But I can certainly tell you that I have mixed faiths more often than I do have pure ones. 
I have often served, read scriptures, attended temple, and many other normal church activities with mixed feelings and mixed motivations, sometimes masking my true feelings and somehow hoping that what I have to offer as far as my little faith is concerned will be acceptable. I have often acted even without faith, at least hoping that in so doing I might be able to obtain a little faith from my actions. Now, During my episodes of mental illness, my faith has varied from knowing for certain that God lives to questioning even the very basics of the gospel. When the depression and anxieties come, what comes with them is a lack of desire, pain, suffering, and no real desires for evil or for good for that matter. I certainly don't have the correct motivation for service, prayer, or really any other spiritual activity. Now, one might say that if you're trying, then some type of good faith must exist. And I guess I don't doubt that to be true, but I can say that it often does not feel that way. It feels very forced, unmotivated, and routine, not necessarily spiritually uplifting. So the question is, why do it? Why continue to pray, read, attend church, try to serve when there is obviously no desire to do so? Does it even really count and the day of judgment comes upon me? I would like to think so. I know that we'll be judged of our complete acts of our lives, and that will include both the action and the reason behind the action, or the faith. I think in some ways I hope that while I don't always feel like accomplishing anything, anything, much less the work of the Lord, that somehow my actions will still fall on the good side of things. Now, I do realize that I don't learn as much from the Scriptures, and my personal revelation definitely suffers when I suffer. However, I'm going to say that there exists value in trying to accomplish the work of the Lord, both both personally and spiritually, even when the faith doesn't feel existent. I do believe there is a reward for effort and moving forward, knowing that you may not have all the right feelings and motivations. Perhaps somehow part of finding faith is moving forward when we know what is right, but might not have really the motivation to do so. My personal belief is that the Lord would not punish me for my lesser faith because of the mental illness. And if I try to accomplish what I need to within my limits, then the Lord treats the actions as if I have an acceptable amount of faith. I also believe that those personal spiritual actions, even when accomplished during moments of weakened or altered faith by the illness, are counted just just as faithful and as true as if we'd accomplished them with perfect faith. The Lord can only really ask for the faith that we possess at the time of the action. If a mental illness or other problem has occurred, then the Lord would certainly not accept the faith, would certainly would accept the faith or the limited faith as if it had been perfect, rather than to discount the actions. In other words, the Lord can see the act for what it is and can provide the blessing even when the faith may fall short. Now, I don't believe the Lord punishes anyone for lack of faith when an illness or other type of Concern is, a, is the limiting factor. And one parable might make some sense when you consider the weaknesses and difficulties of mental illness. Now remember that the Lord gave to three individuals talents. He gave one ten talents, one five, and of course, one, only the one. And talents in that day were money, capital. In the end, both the ten talents and the five talents received actually the same reward, even though the limited capacities of the five talents was apparent. It is important to remember that individuals, these three individuals did not come with the talents, but those talents were given by the master. Now, no particular reason is given for the giving of 
one five talents and the other ten, and of course the other one. But in the end, the five and the ten actually received the same reward, even though they did not receive the same amount of talents. Perhaps in the end, I'm one of the five talent people, given sufficient weaknesses and only five talents. I think that at times the Lord already knows what you would do with ten talents. What he needs to know is what if I give you a weakened body, a weakened faith, and five talents? What if I limit your capacities and give you difficulties to work through while you're working on your other five talents? The Lord doesn't always need to know what we would do without weakness. He already does actually know that. What he needs to know is that we are willing to work and be faithful, even with the five talents and a humbling weakness rather than ten talents and no weakness. Even if we receive only one talent and a great weakness, it is important to remember that the same would have been true for the one talent person. If he had worked and only brought forth one more talent, then he still would have been approved of the Lord and received the same reward as the five and the ten. Now, my issues with faith were not limited to simply trying to accomplish daily spiritual and physical tasks. Faith and belief go hand in hand, and so does spiritual knowledge. As I've discussed in past episodes, for us to retain a testimony, which a testimony is basically the remembrance of past spiritual experiences, one must have faith and have a continuous spiritual reminder of our past experiences, meaning that we need to be able to feel those. So in other words, for us to, for us to retain a testimony, we must feel those past experiences. Our testimony is based on what we have experienced, felt, and know through our spiritual senses and what we remember of those those experiences. Mental illness dulls our memories of past spiritual experiences and diminishes, diminishes our capacity to receive personal revelation in many ways. Depression always brought about a cloud of dark doubts every time it would present itself in me. And this mountain of concerns and doubts are not the kind of dinosaur-type questions of the gospel. This cloud of doubts often strikes at the core of what I believe, meaning I would question even the existence of God, the trueness of the gospel, even past spiritual experiences. In some ways, I would lose my testimony of the gospel when the illness became more serious and severe. Now, I say lose my testimony. I should probably do a better job of defining what I mean by that. I knew the doctrine. I knew the commandments. But what I would lose was the spiritual emotions that accompanied all of my learning. I would lose that light for a time. At times, the darkness was just too oppressive. I just couldn't recall those positive memories through the negative emotional state of depression. Now, I am not sure how it worked for most people, but for me, it was a really much it's as an internal fight as anything else. As I would begin to feel as though, I would begin to feel with the depression as though I'd sinned or committed an error, although I could not necessarily determine what that error was. My mind would fight the feelings for a time, and then eventually the emotions, those feelings, began to seep into the cracks in the mind and heart. And then eventually what you feel is who you become. I would search regularly for what I needed to change to make things right. I would pray to understand what I'd done wrong. Wasn't feeling the same when I read the scriptures, when I attended sacrament, even when I served others. I just couldn't get the spiritual feelings back that I wanted and once felt. Now, every once in a while, I could feel something positive and reassuring through the darkness, but then the darkness would return. For me, my depressions would abate for a short time, 
and with what felt like an empty soul, I had to begin the rebuilding process. I had to allow a wounded heart or a destroyed heart, or at least what felt like one, heal and begin to feel those spiritual bursts of light and understanding that follow with my testimony. In other words, I had to rebuild my faith after each episode of the illness. It always took time and the feelings and experiences never came back all at once. It was more like opening a book of pictures one at a time, and I had to work for them to return. I found that frustrating in many ways. I really didn't and don't like rebuilding a testimony over and over again. My particular bipolar illness cycled for me about every two months, maybe a little longer, a little less, and most of that was in depression. So about every two months or so, I would climb back up the testimony mountain just in time for another avalanche to knock me back down to the bottom again. You would think that maintaining a testimony, retaining spiritual moments, would get easier with time. The reality was that it didn't really get much easier. My factual knowledge grew, and I believe that my testimony grew stronger based on furthering my spiritual experiences, but it was never easy to climb back up again. I suppose that a familiar path does help and make things somewhat easier as you don't have to learn the path and as you begin the ascent, but in the end, it's still going to be the same amount of footsteps and work to get there. I had often wondered why the Lord would cause me to pass through building my faith time and time again. It seemed of little value to me at the time, as I said, and as I said, beyond frustrating. As I look back on it in my current experiences, I can actually see why so many individuals with depression and anxiety simply just stop going to church and trying. It is exhausting to put in the work and the climbing spiritual work time and time again. And for many who suffer long long periods and bouts of depression and anxiety, it can feel almost impossible. For me, I think that the Lord needed me to understand the process of faith and testimony on a very personal level. He wanted me to stay humble and attentive to his voice as much as I could hear it. I know that I have been brought to my knees more often because of my illness, and I have developed a deep abiding faith in the Lord, meaning I have a significant number of his spiritual experiences. That doesn't mean that my faith still doesn't waver a little when the mental illness shows up again. For me, faith is more of a living, breathing part of my life. It ebbs and flows, strengthens, and sometimes weakens due to my illness. But over time, I believe my development actually has been positive, and my testimony has grown stronger. Perhaps in my case, the mental illness was necessary so that I would have to fight for my testimony of the gospel, and thereby my faith becomes stronger. I'm not entirely sure of all the reasons for why I'm afflicted the way I am and was, and I am sure that almost everyone who experiences mental illness and the gospel asks the same questions that I do. What I do know is that the Lord can make up for faith when our when our lacking faith is brought about by illness and not by our own actions. Meaning, we have been given the five talents in our solid weakness and mental illness. Now, the Lord does know my weaknesses, and he can compensate for them if I allow for it. And I have never truly felt punished for my weakness from the Lord. I do, however, have a tendency to punish myself. But again, that is also part of the illness. I think there's a significant value in having obstacles and difficulties when we are developing faith, if we can overcome them. I know that I asked far more questions, had far more doubts climbing the, the mountain over and over again than I certainly would have, would have had without my illness. 
I developed more poignant questions and received greater understandings as I would struggle time and time again through the winding pathway of faithful observance and through the exact same points of doctrine. My testimony of the gospel was not one light-filled moment experience that I can tell you about, but a combination of experiences and a plot and plotting a path that I climbed over and over again. I think that is the most frustrating part of the illness. It always left me empty at the bottom of the mountain. Sure, severity of the illness varied and at times was manageable, and maybe I always wasn't always left at the bottom of the faith mountain, but I always seemed to be working my way up the mountain. For me, that's the most difficult. I think that I could accept the idea that stepping off the path would have consequences, even if I didn't like those consequences. But the illness simply forces me back down the mountain. It felt like landing on the wrong spot in the kid's game called shoots and ladders. One roll of the dice and I'm back where I'm started. It was simply a forced descent down the mountain and then what felt like being left alone at the bottom. What I can say in all of it that the Lord must have known me well enough to know that the frustration, work, and difficulties were something that I needed for exaltation. I don't think that the Lord just gives trials and difficulties in our life. There's always a purpose to only five talents, even if we can't seem to find it right away or even in a lifetime. So what do I do when I lack faith and hope and depression has come upon me and I can't seem to see through the darkness? I do my best to manage the disease and hold on to what I have. I know that my wife has not always been happy that I haven't attended a social event or left, or that I left church early. And I think for her, it is more of a concern for my happiness rather than some kind of lack of happiness for her. I reach and try even when my feelings don't match what I'm trying to do. Sometimes I do well and other times I don't, as you can imagine. I have a tendency to do too much and overburden my soul and cause more distress than I need to. And so sometimes I suffer because I'm unwilling to be satisfied with what I've been given. There is a balance in life we need to have with reaching and being satisfied. I sometimes reach too much, but I prefer to err on that side of things. I know in my reaching that my feelings are often not aligned to what I'm doing. I'm doing it because at one time or another I could feel that it was the right thing to do, even though I may not feel it in the moment. Often this limits my motivation to accomplish things, as simple as reading scriptures on a daily basis. And that in turn often causes my actions to be limited and not as effective as they might have been. But I've decided to be good with what I can do, even as my frustration mounts because of my feelings and sometimes lack thereof. My overall thought today is that the Lord blesses those who have to reach through the darkness time and time again to work through issues of faith, hope, and true desire. He blesses those who try even with mixed faiths, given their weaknesses. Finally, whether I really liked it or not, I realized that there was some real value in consistently climbing up the mountain. The path I have is well-worn now, and I still find myself on it climbing, perhaps doing much better because of healing and, manage and better management of the disease, but still reaching and learning. There are still times when I need to rest, meaning pull back a little and with everything I do, not entirely turning my back on the process. So I read the scriptures when the world and my emotions are dark, attend church till I can't, pray even if the words don't really come and serve when my body allows. 
and listen for those moments of spiritual enlightenment when I get them. I have come to terms with being a five-talent person in the parable and working with the weaknesses I have been given with my five talents. Can't say that I always like it and that I don't still have concerns, but it helps me to know that the Lord understands that he has given me the weakness and the five talents. In the end, what I believe is what I say each week. The Lord requires the fight, no matter how small, and then he can do his part. We'll talk to you next week.